ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. This is Janice Porter, your host, and I'm here again with a special guest. Her name is Cheryl Pluff. Welcome, Cheryl, to the podcast. Thank you so much, Janice. I'm excited to be in this conversation with you today. Thank you so much. I'm going to tell my audience a little bit about you, Cheryl. And I actually uh, met when I heard her speak and saw her speak on Zoom um, uh, at a, a networking, a virtual networking event not long ago, actually. And I just, um, I just liked a lot of what she had to say, and not to mention how wonderful she is on video, which we're going to get into. Um, uh, but I felt that it was someone I wanted to find out more about and get to know a little better. So I'm so glad that Cheryl, that you're here. So Cheryl is an entrepreneur an international speaker and former Canadian TV broadcaster. She has been seen by millions over the course of her 25 year career in news media, has produced thousands of videos and has broadcast over 20,000 hours of live television. Cheryl lives and works in Ontario, Canada. So again, welcome. And uh, video, I mean, for me, it's like um, my, one of my biggest fears, and that's why I want to face it head on with you, Cheryl, because um, it's just one of those things, right, that a lot of people, no matter how outgoing you are and how um, much you love to talk and whatever, seeing yourself on camera is a whole other thing. So how does one get over that? <laughs> Well, Janice, you and millions of other people who exactly. are apprehensive and, and it's perfectly natural, I think, to feel that way because video is unnatural. Let's think about what it really is. You're speaking to an inanimate object, right? You're right. speaking to a camera lens. Yeah. That in and of itself is a kind of a weird thing. And there is a difference between speaking live and in person with people. And I think a lot of people listening to this podcast may have experience speaking to small, medium, or even large groups of people in person. There's a different energy in a room, let's say, totally. or at that networking meeting when you're in front of people. And, and sometimes people are, well, say, even nervous to do that but they do it and they have done it. And then all of a sudden you put those same people in front of a video camera and they clam up and they go, ah. And I think part of the reason why is it's because they, in their minds feel like, well, if I express this idea on camera, it's there forevermore. It's there forevermore. Whereas if you express an idea and it's not being recorded to a live group of people, it, it lives and it dies at that point. Yeah, that's very true. When you leave the room, it's done, as opposed to video being this thing that's going to continue to live on, especially in social media. But I think we need to understand that even as entrepreneurs, you might have a point of view today, and your point of view could maybe even uh, alter a little bit or change up, or your belief system might change over the course of time. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all evolve. We all change over time. Yeah, that's so true. And you just mentioned something that makes me think, I mean, 
my background is teaching. So I'm always used to being up in front of a group of people. And I took that to corporate training. And then I have spoken um, on stage, not a lot, but a few times and, you know, the microphones in front of you and that's the first fear. And then you get over that. And I find that I, I light up in front of the audience. I'm great in front of a group of people, but you're absolutely right. When, when I'm talking to a screen or a green light on my camera, I don't get the same energy because I'm not, because I'm used to feeding off the audience and that's what I love to do. I like to engage them. I like to incorporate them into, uh, into the, the conversation, so to speak, into the presentation. So what would you say the three top things are that you advise people or coach people on when they have to make that shift? Because we're all doing it now, having to make the shift. I think it, it it stems from this idea that it does not have to be perfect. You know, a lot of people put these pressures on themselves and maybe it stems from my old industry. It could, it could stem from broadcasting where we saw the Barbara Walters and the Walter Cronkites, depending on your age, yes. uh, you know, who were the, these authority figures and they were these big time anchors and gee, if I'm going to do video, don't, do I have to reach that level? Like, do I have to be Anderson Cooper to make this worth my while? Or am I going to make a fool of myself? You know, um, and, and, and it's not about that. The world has changed. So you don't have to necessarily put yourself out there and reach that level of broadcast quality in order to express yourself and in order to make a point that you can be yourself and it doesn't have to really reach those levels of perfection. And, and I mean, perfection isn't really attainable anyway, right. but it is, I think step one would be kind of letting that go and saying to yourself, what I have to offer is valuable and I don't have to reach that level of perfection to do it. I think it does kind of dovetail into the next point, which is make it valuable. Yes. Make it mean something to someone, you know, make it meaningful. The last thing you want to do is create videos that are just for you. It's not about you. No. If you make it all about yourself, then your videos probably really won't go anywhere. It has to be goodwill. You know, it has to be putting good stuff out and helping people like actually put videos out there that help people with a problem, a challenge, a frustration that they face. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I did uh, a Zoom uh, present, not presentation, it was almost like a podcast interview with a gentleman the other day. He was interviewing me and it was um, a, a room or a, um, it was a uh, whole bunch of um, mortgage brokers. And uh, we did it on, he said, I'm going to put it on webinar mode and you'll only see me, don't worry about the chat. He said, I'll deal with that if anything comes up. And um, actually it's a funny story around that, but um, so I couldn't, I didn't know, I could see the numbers. I could see how many people were participating and so on, but we had a great conversation and just, just not like 10 minutes into the conversation, I did see something come up in the chat because it showed up for like a split second. And I saw, I saw this, um, this name come up and it said something like um uh is janice and then it mentioned my daughter's name and said like is that her dot is that her mother like is that is she sarah bowling's mother and i and i had to like 
just see who it was from. Well, it was so funny because it threw me off because here were, now I was talking to these people who knew my daughter and I was the, you know, the, the generation before. So it was really funny how it can just um, throw you if you do that. So I could see what he was talking about. Don't pay attention to any of that. Just focus on the conversation. Well, that now, happens a lot. That just happens a lot with live streaming and something that we do in our company is really support people through these challenges that we do every month. Yeah. But with this live, uh, aspect live streaming can be one of those places where you do need some practice at it because if people are commenting and you're seeing those comments on the screen depending on software yeah. you're using or platform that you're using you may see these pop these comments popping up you have to get good at being able to really multitask yes when you're doing live streaming and it does take some practice to get used to that so that's a good that's a good um a good hit, uh, tip for us so one of the reasons I was drawn to you from the presentation that you did um, on the uh, networking event that, that I met you at was something you said around being authentic, being organic, conversations being real, and building relationships through your uh, videos. And that just spoke to me because I'm all about building relationship and, and being authentic. And so how would you say, you know, one thing you already mentioned is don't make it about you, give value, make it about them. Um, sometimes you don't know your, that the audience is ideal. You know, it's a big mixture of people. So you have to try and um, speak to those that are, you know, I guess it'll f filter down itself, right? They'll self-select if they connect with you, but, but you have to be aware of, engaging and making those connections right through the screen so go ahead yeah it rarely is the content itself the driver of sales you know so for instance with social media it's not selling media it's social media for a reason it's intended to be a place where we can share and explore and connect and and you know share ideas and entertain and inspire and motivate and all those good things it's social time that's what social media is for so to your point um, sometimes we see or at least i see a lot of business owners who are out there like doing the social media they're like i'm on the hamster wheel i'm doing all the content but how come my business isn't growing come to find out that there are people maybe there are only a few people who've commented on their videos or their content and they haven't done anything with it. Yeah. So it's like, you're just on the hamster wheel because we, they think maybe that it's the content itself that's gonna drive. No, it's what happens after, it's because of the content that it opens a dialogue, that you meet people, that you have conversations, it goes down in the DM, right? It's that, it's what happens after that, it's just opening a door. That's right. I, I know because within my, um, my part of my business where I, I'm a LinkedIn trainer and I just talked to somebody this morning. Um, so as a result of that call that I did um, yet two days ago, um, I'm now talking to a lot of mortgage brokers who are, you know, curious about what I do. And I'm very clear that I want to have a conversation with them um, to see if there's a fit on both sides, right? And if I can see them on the screen, that's better for me because I want to have that full engagement and talk to them and give them a little bit of value for free and show them that I, you know, have come from a good place and, and how I work. They'll either be my client or they won't be my client, but I've done 
I what feels right for me. But and we do the same thing on on our on our agency side where we talk to agencies all the time. But it's those relationships that we're building, those joint ventures, those strategic alliances. That's where the business is coming from. At least from that portion of our company is coming from the relationship building. Exactly. You know? Yes. Yeah, it's all about relationships. So I, I want to ask you a question that drives me something that drives me crazy when I see people going live. Okay. And it's been going on for a long time now. We should we should know etiquette is etiquette when it comes to anything. But when it comes to say Facebook lives, um, because that's been my experience, um, you get on and you're there on time, and then people, the person who's running the the Facebook live is saying, Hey, welcome. Hi, so-and-so. Hi, so-and-so. Yeah. We'll just wait another five minutes for all those people that are late. Right. Cause they don't yeah. honor the people that came on time. Is yeah. that a thing or is that not a thing? And unfortunately it is a thing, but not in the good way. Yeah, exactly. So you don't, <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. No, 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 no. That is, that's inexperience. Um, I think, um, what happens is and the reason why I think that happens is because they see other people, they're mimicking what they see other people doing. So they presume that that's the right way to do it because they see other people doing it. And it just creates this big snowball effect. No, what you want to do, and, and this is the universal video script. Um, I'm doing air quotes yes. because it isn't really a script in the sense of a word for word script, but this universal video script is the concept of three steps, engage, educate and enroll. So our specialty is to help, you know, coaches, consultants, speakers and authors to be positioned as authorities. So this universal video script really works well for that because you right off the top, doesn't matter if it's a Facebook live or any video that you're doing, it could be live or recorded. When you engage people, in other words, hook people right yeah. from the get go, right? You're getting people to lean in and to pay attention and to care. So there are, you know, and there are ways that you can do that through maybe it's a, a statistic or a <laughs> statement or a question that you might ask very short, very pithy off the top. Then you're helping them and educating them in the middle portion of the video. I'm going through this per fairly quickly. Yeah, but I get it. That's for time. That's and yeah. then the enrollment is the next step to it. So that's like that leading to the conversation part that we just mentioned. But yes, when you are doing a Facebook live, do not open your live with, first of all, one of the big mistakes I see is people going, hey everybody hi everyone so great to be here i'm so glad hey everybody you're not talking to everybody because nothing is going to make the person on the other side of that lens feel less special than when you address them as everyone okay you have to, you have to address one person so it's it we'd open it with if you're going to to do that you yeah. would say great to see you today one person you're speaking to yeah. one person but aside from that, you, I like to start with an engagement piece, right? It's a question, a statement, or a statistic, and you want it right out of the gate. None of this waiting around for a few minutes, waiting for people right. to come in. You want to get right into it. Most people today, Janice, are actually watching those live streams after they've gone, after they've published to the page. So in the replay, on the replay. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. Do you have a stat on that by any chance? I don't have one on offhand. No, that's no. fine. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I was just curious because you're right. Usually either I can't sit through the entire thing because I get antsy thinking I've got to be doing something else during business hours, 
or I missed it. So I want to see it. Later it's definitely on. something I've observed and have seen those numbers. Like it used to be, you know, four or five years ago when live streaming was all the rage and, it, and not everyone was doing it or not as many people were doing it. It was like this novelty and everybody was, Ooh, live video. So they would go in and, and the numbers were very high of people watching those right. live streams in real time. But now that more people are doing it, there are obviously it's more uh, scattered, you know, in terms of um, diluted, I guess, for attention. So there aren't as many people watching it live, but the real benefit of live streaming isn't as much that, I mean, that's kind of a little bonus, sure. it's the fact that you don't have any post-production in the creation of that content that now is going to publish to your page. That's the true, in my it, opinion. You mean it's advantage. instant, so that's the beauty of it. Okay. Yeah, because as soon as you hit, say you do a Facebook Live and you welcome people in and you go, and this would be my example, right? So I'm starting a live stream. I hit go live. I go live. Yes. Did you know that 82% of all consumer internet traffic will be video by 2020? Cheryl Pluff here, video strategist. Today, we're going to dive into that. So great to see you here. Can't wait to dive into this for you today. Lovely. As an example. Yeah, that's a great right? example. So let's talk about this. Oh, great, Julie, gra glad you're here from South Africa. Da, 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 da. Name a few people yeah. and, and, and just name a few people. You don't have to name every single person right. and right. then get on with it. Have some prepared notes. It doesn't have to be a script, but have some prepared notes and things that you would. Today, we're talking about these three things. At the end of this conversation, you will have learned blank, blank, and blank. And you know, as a, as a teacher, right? Do, 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 what are the deliverables of this talk that I'm about to give? Right. So you want to keep it moving. And, and that's what we don't see as many people doing well. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Do you, um, do you invite people to stick around to the end because of a special offer or gift or anything like that? Or it doesn't matter? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes okay. I will. Sometimes I might say, for those of you who stick to the end, I've got a special thing for you. I don't do that very often. Okay. So tell, tell me a little bit about your uh, 30 day challenge, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs uh, are in my audience and it might be a good one for them. I know I'm going to give it a shot again. I've done it. I've tried to do it in the past, not with you, but with somebody else, but I don't think I made it through. So this time I'm determined 30 day challenge, go for it. Yes. Well, it's called the go live challenge. And <laughs> this came about as a result of COVID which brought me a lot of clarity in my own business and how I approach video and help people to utilize it better to grow their businesses. I used to teach Janice a lot of, hey, this is how to edit your videos on your phone. I have courses that I've sold, you know, about how to edit videos on your phone and on your tablet, <laughs> on your desktop. And that's great. But what COVID did was made me realize that people, most people, businesses who are in a bit of a panic and maybe pivoting or shifting to this online virtual world, they don't necessarily have the time or the energy to learn how to edit videos. It takes time and persistence mm -hmm. and to become proficient at editing. I'm a self-taught editor, so I can say from experience, it does take years to get really good at it. Mm -hmm. And people don't have that kind of time anymore, which led us to shift our focus from editing to the alternate alternative, which is live streaming. Because when you live stream, you don't have to do all the post-production. Right. Hence, the Go Live Challenge was born again. I've done challenges in the past, but this is where we're at right now. We have it fashioned right now as a 30-day live stream challenge 
where we encourage challengers to go live for a minimum of one minute per day for 30 consecutive days. Of course, we would like to see people complete the challenge. That's kind of the idea of it. But listen, we have had challengers who come in and let's say they even did 15 out of the 30 days. You're so much further ahead than you were when you did nothing, yeah. right? So it's our way of supporting and giving accountability. We pro provide prompts and we provide course materials and, and, and really support you to get out there and start live streaming. That's great. I'm looking forward to it, sort of. <laughs> You'll do great. You'll do great. Uh, You'll just do your best. And that's yes, the thing. Exactly. You do not, like I said earlier, it's not about perfection. It's about just taking that imperfect action. Yeah. Because that is what, that's where growth is. The growth is in the taking of the action, not the waiting for everything to be perfect and doing nothing. I know that's part of my problem is like, it's not perfect. Right. So I have to do it again or whatever. And I've done that so many times, so many times. Um, now today I, I find the easiest thing for me is using my laptop and using, um, yeah. Cause I can do a live on Facebook on my laptop too. Yes, right. Yeah. Yes, <clears throat> because when I used to have to deal with the phone and it would fall off the tripod or you'd had it the wrong way. And then I, Oh, it was just brutal. Anyway, I have a new light now too, which is now that's kind of fun. So, um, <clears throat> that's, yeah, you can, you can go live on your desktop and we, and we provide tutorials in our, in our member site yeah. on how to do all that. And the, and the <laughs> thing that we like about it as well, what our challengers have said that they like, if we don't say, Hey, you have to do this or you have to do that, or it has to be Instagram, or we say go live on any platform of your choice. Yeah for a minimum of a minute per day. Some people go longer, you know, yeah. what we say a minute because there are people who have never done a video before. Yeah. They are terrified. Of and course. for them to do even a minute is a big, big deal. But we also have people who've done the challenge who maybe are a little bit more seasoned at speaking, but just kind of want that accountability and kind of have someone lighting a fire under them. Mm -hmm. And they'll speak for a longer period of time. So you can really make it what, what's going to suit you. Exactly. That's, that's wonderful. That's really wonderful. Yes. So um, there's a couple of things that I like to ask my guests that I never know which question I'm going to ask them that that was on the list I sent you because I don't ask them all. But um, my favorite is always about uh, curiosity because I'm such a curious person. So I'm, I'm curious, what do you what what makes you curious? What are you curious about? I'm, I'm curious about people. I think that if I, if I think about our virtual video production and the premise of that, mm -hmm. the whole idea is that I interview a, a client mm -hmm. for a period of time, let's say an hour, yeah. and then we make videos from that. So what is that? It's me being curious about them in order for them to feel at ease and that we're just having a conversation. And that's how I'm able to extract these nuggets of wisdom from them and smart things that they have inside of them Mm -hmm. And they just express it in an authentic way. But curiosity for me is a, is a skill set that that serves me well in that, that in that role in that, process, in that yeah. role in that process. Because if I'm not curious, I'm not listening. That's right. And I think that those things are correlated. When you're curious and you're a good listener, good things happen. So when you do one of those interviews, do you? um do much background information or do you just let it you know do you does it just come as you 
speak to the person a little bit i, I like to have some sense yeah, a little especially bit. if we know that we're trying to reach a specific goal with the videos if we know we're creating these for ads or we're doing this for content like i need to know what the sure. intent is behind the videos but i frankly i mean i'll do a little bit of research but i actually don't like to know everything as i don't want to cloud my mind i want to be listening i want to be i'm i'm, I'm an active listener in a conversation and i like to be able to have them lead me down a path what happens sometimes and this is a tip for those of you out there like janice is interviewing me and so she's doing a great job by because she's listening and she's able to respond to my questions because she's listening she can go in different directions where i think a lot of people go wrong in this interview process is they have a set set of questions and they're going to ask those questions no matter what no matter and so you want to get to the point where you don't really feel like you might have a few notes you could have some mm -hmm something on, on a person, but be listening and, and, and your interviews will be better for it. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. So I have a second part to my curiosity question. You did say you think that it's a set of skills. Do you think that then that curiosity is innate or do you think it is a learned skill? Hmm. That's a great question. I, I think it's probably Oh, that, I don't know how to answer that one. It's a good question. Oh, good. Let me think. <laughs> um, I think it's probably partly innate um, because, you know, I'm, I just think about our son, for example, like Randy and I, we have a 12, we have a 12 year old. Yes. Um, and, you know, I think he, he is quite curious and it is part of his personality, mm -hmm. you know, whereas I've seen other kids maybe who aren't quite as much. So maybe that is more of a personality driven thing. I love that because that's, that's the example that I always think of. I have two daughters and they're completely different in so many ways. And that's one of them. So it was, that's good that you brought up your son, actually. I like that. Um, and, and actually I, I couldn't go through anything in a day anymore without talking about my granddaughter because she's like the light of my life and she's 19 months, almost 20 months old. And it's so interesting to watch her because she is curious and you can see it in the child it's because they're so you know um yeah. raw right but yeah. she's very curious fascinating and, to watch yeah that. yeah it's really fascinating um okay so uh what else i wanted to ask you i wanted to know i mean this is really not relevant to what we're doing today but i am curious about and that is you spent a lot of time on the weather channel you were the weather a weather person. You weren't a meteorologist, right? You were the the weather reporter. Is that correct? Well, I was a a CMOS certified weather broadcaster, but oh, I wasn't okay. a meteorologist per se. Okay. However, yeah. However, I mean, I spent seventeen years at, at the Weather Network, and you know, every single day of that tenure was spent starting the day off with a meteorologist and in what's called a, a briefing. So mm -hmm. the on-air presenters meet with the team of meteorologists and we yeah. have a real like tete-a-tete -tete about the weather and what's going to happen from a meteorological perspective. So yeah. we're speaking about things at a kind of a scientific level. And then our job as the presenters is to take all of this scientific mumbo jumbo and go on television nationally and present that in a way that's gonna matter to people. So that's really what the role is. So that's interesting because um, the 
I guess I, if I watch the news and the weather, if I watch the news, I don't watch the news very often. If I watch it, it's usually on uh, global, I think, global TV. And I yep. think that the weather people are meteorologists on prime time. Yeah, some of them are. Yeah, yeah but not all of them, right? Like the weekend girl probably isn't, but she, I, I don't know for sure, but I just wondered if the norm had changed but also doing it as long as you've done it, you would learn, of course, um, a lot of the, the things like to go out and look at the sky and know what kind of clouds are coming and, you know, stupid stuff like that is what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, listen, I, I didn't go to school to, um, to become a meteorologist, but it's interesting that we're having this conversation because I could have gone into that environment and had imposter syndrome and, and kind of question, should I be here? Do I belong here? Mm -hmm. But you know what? It's really about going in into a space and saying, okay, I am really good at this. So when I first started at the Weather Network, I wasn't a meteorologist. And at that point, I wasn't a CMOS certified weather presenter. I went in as a broadcaster. Yes. Okay. And so I had to, but I had that skill set to be a broadcaster. I had to learn about meteorology so that I could fit into that environment. Mm -hmm. So imposter syndrome would not have served me very well right. in the early stages because I would have turned around and ran out the door because I'm now in the middle of all these really smart people mm -hmm. who know all of this stuff that I don't know yet. But you have to kind of just walk before you run and you indoctrinate yourself into it. I did study quite a bit at the, at the early stages so that I could get up to speed as quickly as possible. But it's, um, you know, not every meteor and not every weather presenter that you see on television is a meteorologist, nor do they have to be. But of course, it does lend to credibility. It helps. Well, but it actually comes back around to um, being natural and being authentic uh, in the sense that you're talking to an audience of people generally that don't know as much as you're supposed to know, right? Even if you're not the meteorologist. So just say it like it is, but say it with heart. <laughs> it's, it's really about communication. Exactly. Can you communicate an idea, mm -hmm. information, you know, what, what can you share that with an odd that that's really what the skill set of a weather presenter on air presenter is it's how do we take that information and present it and communicate it and connect with the audience member who will benefit from knowing the thing that you're sharing. It's really all about communication skills. And sometimes I think we get very tied up in this, like, oh, I have to have all these letters behind my name, or I can't start that business until I'm a certified coach. Mm -hmm. I've got to go to school for three years and invest in this $15,000 program before I could be a coach. Yeah. That is not true. I know. No, I know. You can be, you can, if you have knowledge, insight, wisdom, from in any area, you are skilled enough to teach that to other people. I totally agree with you. And I, I love it. Thank you for letting me go down that garden path of, of your weather broadcasting. I think to come back to, to today and we'll wrap up in a couple of minutes um, is the engage, educate and enroll. I mean, it's exactly the same thing, whether you're doing the weather or you're doing a one yes. minute live, right? You have to um, 
give some value to your audience. You have to engage them and so that they can see, yeah, I could work with that person. I like her personality, right? I like what she's having and the way she's saying it and then enrolling people as well. So I Jen, love that. Jen, Janice, I love that you picked up on that because my, my feeling about what I do now is that I'm bringing bringing the experience from broadcasting and the best practices of broadcasting into what I do now. So even though I might not, I didn't express that, but you caught on to that <laughs> is the fact that the engage, educate and enroll is really essentially how I did television broadcasting for 17 years. Yeah. And, and thank you. And that means a lot that you said that. And for me, it's like, I use that wisdom word a lot. Um, my background, as I told you, was teaching. I was a school teacher for many years and I taught little kids and nothing is more valuable than teaching little children, right? Agreed. Um, however, um, teach once a teacher, always a teacher, and I'm always teaching and training or whatever. I never see myself as a coach. I always see myself as a trainer um, because that's who I am. So I don't pretend to be anything else. But I bring with that years of experience dealing with people. Right. So that we've all got, yeah, our background is important in no matter what it was, it, we bring something to the table from it. Right. I just talked to a mortgage broker that I did some training with yes, two days ago, he was on that call and he reached out to me. No, this was another one from another, another session. Um, and we went through his LinkedIn profile and he was quick study actually. And we revamped his story, his about section to make it make sense and be a story. But what I noticed um, in his profile is he was from another country and he had some trouble with the grammar. So I was, you know, editing as we go, but he was a dentist in, a, in another country. And so, you know, I wasn't talking to someone who, who, you know, he was intelligent and a smart person, but it, his profile wasn't showing that because of the language difficulty. So we made right. him look like a rock star when he was finished and it was kind of fun. And I always love to, to see um, that you can make a difference for somebody in whatever way it is, right? So I think that's, I think that's what drives purpose-driven people. Mm. You know, where, I don't know about you, Janice, mm -hmm. but you know, I, I don't mind sharing. I'm going to be 50 as of the you know, this year. I'm not talking about my age. Okay. Um, and I think it's been really the last, well, I even throughout my forties that I really started to think about giving back and paying it forward. And what will the second half of my life look like? You know, do I want to be, how, how will I serve other people? I think the first you know, half of my life was probably spent being more uh, career driven and climbing and trying to like get somewhere. And now you, you reach a certain point in life where you really start to examine what is it all about? What, what is my purpose and how can I pay it forward? I don't know if that comes more with age or experience, but it did happen to me. And I think that that's what drives a lot of purpose-driven people and mission-driven people is to say, how can I be of service? I still, of course, need to build a business and I need to be profitable and be able to support my family and I want to do well, but how can I do that and merge both of those things together and they can work together? Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Um, and yeah, I'm sorry, I just don't talk about age anymore because as I said, there was someone on that call that saw me <laughs> as somebody's mother, so I wasn't right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so this has been delightful and I appreciate so, so much of the wisdom that you have given. 
Can you just give me one last thing to leave with my listeners, one piece of advice that you would share with the audience um, and then we'll wrap up? Sure. It, it's, it's easy. It's one word. And the word is start. Ah. It is. It's start. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to stop. And I really feel like I'm on a mission to help people just start. Let's do it, right? Just stop start. that conversation in your head about I'm not good enough and I got to wait and I got to wait for it to be perfect and all of that. It is really about starting. We hope that we are going to be able to support more people to start. That, that's our mission. We really want to get people going. Getting started is, is really the big thing. But, um, but that, that's, that's what I think it is. We have to start. I think about even myself when I was 15, you know, I was someone who was painfully shy as a kid. Really? Oh oh gosh. Yes. I was painfully shy. I was the kid who, when the teacher called on me in school, I would cry. When you called on me, if you were teaching me Janice in grade one or two, um, I would have cried. You know, I was so painfully shy. I came from a broken home, grew up poor in my teens with a single mom with four kids, mm-hmm. social assistance, all of that. And so I had very low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And um, there I was, 15 years old. I don't know what it was, but I just started saying yes. And I started started to do things that were scaring me, like modeling and, and modeling in fashion shows and doing pageants. And I, by the time I was 18, I was hosting a cable news magazine program in the city that I lived in because I started, because I said yes. Okay, I said I wasn't going to ask another question, but you prompted me to ask another question without knowing it. So when you had that epiphany or something at 15, do you by any chance think that there was a teacher in your life that, that believed in you or said something to you that maybe made that shift for you? It, it might be no, but I'm just curious. Hmm. <clears throat> well, there, there was a teacher that I had, I, I went to a, I was in high school, I was in a French immersion mm-hmm. program and my, my teacher, uh, Monsieur Belanger is somebody who does come to my mind as being someone who was, he treated all of us like little adults as opposed to like little kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe there was something there that prompted me to kind of want to act now like a mini adult at that at that age. Okay. There may have been some correlation to that, yes. Okay. I always believe that it, it takes something like that, somebody like that to really maybe um, spur a child on because I've seen it before. And mm-hmm. my husband was a career teacher and I've seen it with his students, how he doesn't realize he's doing it but he has sparked some kid who then comes back later on and says, you know, yeah, I became an accountant and it was because of that accounting program you taught in high school. I would never have thought of it before or whatever. And those things are huge. So yeah, thank you for that. And thank you for being here. Thank you for being my guest. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. This was a fun conversation. I enjoyed it. Thank you. So people can get hold of you at your website, correct? Cheryl Pluff. Um, anything else any other places I guess social media you know what I mean I'm at Cheryl Pluff everywhere on social but on my website if you go there you'll see resources I recommend Um, we have free coaching we have a variety of things you get links to if you want to book a call with me or you want to join a challenge those that's the contact form it's all there on on the one place so we'd love to see it 
So thank you. And thank, thank you again. You. Um, I know that um, we'll be connecting again soon. And uh, thank you to my audience for being here. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please go and um, investigate, have a look at Cheryl's website and see how she can best help you with your video ventures. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.